coming up on this episode of the MD and Chef Team Show. We can clean up the lake from there because if we don't address the upstream, the root cause tributaries flowing into our dirty brain lake, we can never clean it up without just throwing a bunch of chemicals at it and trying to do it that way, which just creates a chemical lake anyway. So if you can imagine that, that's what we're talking about with root cause going upstream. We've got to find out where's the toxicity coming from. I love that. I And so that explains when we're saying downstream, we're talking the downstream, the problem is dementia of the Alzheimer's type. When you look upstream, that's the causes that can cause dementia of the Alzheimer's type. We need to look upstream. And that's what, where the prevention begins. Welcome to the show from the, the MD, MD and Chef team. team. I'm Dr. Isabel, medical doctor here at the MD and Chef team. And who are you? And I'm Chef Michael, culinary nutrition expert. I'm the chef part of the team. And what are we going to talk about, babe? Now, I can say that because he's my husband. <laughs> yes. Well, then we'll be talking about marriage, relationships, parenting, intimacy. We'll talk about mindsets of success, overcoming depression, anxiety. I'll be getting into functional nutrition, recipes and tips from the kitchen. And we're going to both get into how to live a long, healthy, vibrant life. Yes, I love it. Our mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope in the process. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. We We like like to have have fun, fun too. So let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome everyone to the MD and Chef Team podcast. And this is Chef Michael here, culinary nutrition brain health expert, a doctor in a mission. And today I am honored and I have the privilege of being with my beautiful wife, (laughs) Isabel, known to you as your Dr. Isabel, a doctor on a mission. How are you, my dear? Great, babe. How are you doing? I'm having a fantastic day. I haven't seen you all day. No. Yeah, for about <laughs> yeah. two or three minutes yeah. now. <laughs> well, we have a, you might say, controversial podcast today. Yes. Uh, I know we are going to shake up some thought processes out there in society, m- medical care, and a lot of different areas of the world with what we have to talk about today. So I'm going to ask you, what is the title of our podcast today, my dear? Having Alzheimer's is an option now. Excuse me? Having Alzheimer's is an option now, dear. Yes, it is. I know that. However, I wanted to really put that out there and clarify that because that is so important to start understanding of where we're going now in the future of medical care, and the healthcare system. Let me ask you a question. Is Alzheimer's preventable? Yes, it really is. From the research and from the long and hard research that Dr. Dale Bredesen, who wrote the book, The End of Alzheimer's and the First Survivors of Alzheimer's, has shown to the world having Alzheimer's is preventable. And he is saying which I'm standing with them as are as are you, honey. Yes, I am. That this will be the last generation that experiences Alzheimer's because we can prevent it. You know, a lot of people think, oh no, Alzheimer's is just part of life. That's just what happens. Well, the truth is less than one percent of Alzheimer's is genetic. 
The rest is lifestyle medicine. The rest is preventable. And right now in England, it is the number one killer in England. Alzheimer's is the number one killer. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is so amazing. And you had a a statement I just want to go back to. Sometimes I'm going to have to loop back around to some of these because this, you know, if you're listening to this, even myself studying this and learning about this, I need to go, wait a second, go back, restudy, relearn, research. But you made a statement there. You were talking about what the research shows is less than 1% is genetic. Yes, less than 1% is genetic. And <clears throat> that type of Alzheimer's is starting, is expressed in the 20s. Wow. So people are in their 20s starting to express signs of Alzheimer's. But the majority, that's 99%, is lifestyle medicine, lifestyle causes. Cha- yeah. causes, yes. Wow. Wow. That That's so amazing. Well, and having said that, and now that we can start to understand that, well, then when does the prevention actually begin? The prevention, as Dr. Dr. Alzheimer's. <laughs> Dr. Non-Alzheimer's. Dr. No-Alzheimer's. I wonder if that happens, Sam. Oh, it's Dr. Alzheimer's. <laughs> Dr. Non-Alzheimer's. Yes. Dr. Bredesen has shown that the prevention begins in our 40s, 50s, and even early 60s, which is so exciting because You know, we talk about, well, I love your example of upstream, downstream, but in functional medicine, we're always talking about, let's go upstream, let's go upstream so that we don't experience the downstream experience. And the downstream experience is Alzheimer's, obesity, type 2 diabetes, heart attacks, cardiovascular disease. That's all downstream stuff. And I love your picture of what downstream and upstream is all about. Yeah, yeah. Can you share with us? Is that a lead in? Please. <laughs> well, because we're on a podcast, because this is audio, I'm going to do my best to paint a picture. What I need all you listeners to do is right now, get your imagination working. So imagine, I'm sure all of us have seen a lake, either in a picture, been at a lake, swam in a lake been around a lake somewhere in the world, but imagine a lake right now, this beautiful, pristine lake that you can swim in. You could even drink the water in it. Well, imagine that lake. We're going to call that lake Brain Lake. And that lake is a clean, pure, functioning brain. It's a functioning brain lake that it is just clicking everything. All the thought processes are strong. They're good. They're working. Memory is sharp. Everything is functioning well. Well, when we have poor brain health and there's mental health issues going on, what's happening is we have a toxic lake. And I'm sure some of us have maybe experienced toxic lakes where there's a sign, hey, don't go in there, don't swim in there. Well, when the brain lake is toxic, yes, we can put a chemical in there and temporarily clean up the lake. However, eventually, we're just going to end up with a toxic, chemicalized lake, or as I'm using in this imaginary visual for you, that is a chemicalized brain lake where, yes, we're adding some chemicals to it, but it's still toxic long term. So 
these terms, root cause, going upstream, um, and you know, avoiding downstream. What we need to look at in that is let's go upstream. Let's find out to the root cause. Where is that toxicity flowing into that lake? And when you know about lakes, understand that a healthy lake always has some kind of tributaries flowing into it, whether it's streams, rivers, other lakes, uh, might be underground springs, but there's multiple tributaries flowing into that lake to help with its level of being clean. So if we have a dirty brain lake, then we need to look at all these multiple factors. And I'll just mention a few. So one of the tributaries, one of the streams flowing into the lake could be nutrition. One could be the exercise. One could be hormones. One could be other toxins that are in the environment or in, you know, things that we're using. So you're essentially talking about upstream issues that we need to Yes. That we so the picture is upstream, downstream. We got to yes. look. Yeah. Yeah. We have to look at all those tributaries that are flowing in, and there are multiple ones. So when we look at all those multiple ones, some of them could be dirty, some could be clean. We have to address which ones are the dirty ones, which ones are the toxic ones flowing into the lake. Mm-hmm. And then we can clean up the lake from there because if we don't address the upstream, the root cause tributaries flowing into our dirty brain lake, we can never clean it up without just throwing a bunch of chemicals at it and trying to do it that way, which just creates a chemical lake anyway. So if you're going to imagine that, that's what we're talking about with root cause going upstream. We've got to find out where's the toxicity coming from. I love that. I And so that explains when we're saying downstream, we're talking the downstream, the problem is dementia of the Alzheimer's type. When you look upstream, that's the causes that can cause dementia of the Alzheimer's type. We need to look upstream. And that's what where the prevention begins. Well said. Beautiful. Or we could say recapped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, and so in saying that and getting that picture in our imagination, so what are some of these areas that need to be addressed? Well, you just we just need to understand that we there are potential contributors to cognitive decline. When I say cognitive decline, I'm I'm saying when your memory's not that well, you know, and and you're heading towards brain health issues like dementia. So the potential uh, contributors can be, like you've already mentioned, is diet. And we need to make sure that we're eating the correct macronutrients, which you're an excellent teacher of as the health coach here at Dr. On a Mission. You help people get their macronutrients right. And the macronutrients, as you know, and everybody else knows, are your good carbohydrates, your good proteins, and your good fats. And then In that diet, we also need to go a level deeper, and that's your micronutrients, and that's your vitamins and your minerals. If your vitamins and your mineral levels aren't right, you can have cognitive decline. And then the next level deeper is called the phytonutrients, and phytonutrients are your plant nutrients. The next contributor that needs to be looked at is hormones. Oh my gosh. I just got off a podcast with Dr. Rosina about about hormones and the importance of that with brain health. And hormones, so many hormones. 
Um, I'll just wrap it up in one sentence. The hormones that need to be addressed and checked are estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, all seven of the thyroid, pregnenolone, DHEA, vitamin D, cortisol, and for those of you who don't even know what I just said, that's just all doctor talk <laughs> that doctors would understand and would know how to order. Well, some doctors, not all doctors, I had to learn how to be the doctor that would understand yes. how to order those tests. The next contributor is sleep. Wow. How many people don't sleep well? The latest research shows that 70 million Americans don't sleep well. And they're on medication. And I would say from our experience, if I may, for people and clients we have been working with, the students we have worked with is almost everybody, I would say nine out of 10 people coming in are getting six hours of sleep and less per night. And some of them four and five hours of sleep for years, sometimes even decades. Thinking that that's normal. That's just the way yeah. it is. And and how many times have we heard in, in society, hey, we just got to grind. We got to you know, sleep when you're dead and all this kind of stuff. We're overlooking the fact that it is so important for brain health, sleep. Getting a minimum of seven hours of good sleep a night. Seven to nine is, is perfect. Yeah, so it is so, so important. As you found out in your 50s, when you were having tr trouble with sleep and your hormones and some of those factors, so important. Yeah, and I tried to take my life twice in three days. So I had to face the wall. I, I was splattered against the wall yeah. of sleep. You know, sleep, sleep made me realize sleep is important. Yes. And uh, sleep is medicine. And if we don't learn how to take good care of our sleep, hygiene, um, it's going to hurt. It's going to shrink our brain. Uh, let me see. The next one is toxins. Toxins is another contributor. And when I mention toxins, I'm talking about uh, metals like mercury, lead, arsenic, arsenic in chicken, uh, mercury in fish, you know, like tuna. Oh my gosh, how much tuna did we used to eat? <laughs> yes, yes. The next one is uh, environmental chemicals and pollution and exposure to glyphosate, plastics, uh, paraffin in candles that are scented that are just all over the place. You being told, oh, these are healthy. No, they're not healthy. They're, they're, it, they're killing your brain off. So stick to beeswax candles. Just a little side note on that. Yes. And then the next type of toxin is biotoxins. And biotoxins are things like mold. Mold is deadly for the brain. The herpes virus, number one, Autopsies done on people with Alzheimer's has shown that most of them have herpes. Herpes type one is so, uh, we're so able to suppress its expression and with a medicine, a pharmaceutical medicine that doesn't hurt us. Um, let me see. The other is Lyme. The other is this gum disease bacteria called P. gingivalis. P. gingivalis, if you've got poor gum health, that will increase your risk of having dementia of the Alzheimer's type. So toxins is another contributor. The next one is nighttime oxygenation. 
Are you afraid of having Alzheimer's? Well, you don't have to anymore. You see, the most up-to-date medical research now shows us having Alzheimer's is an option. Yes, you heard me right. Having Alzheimer's is an option. You can learn how by having your very own personalized pre-code report. Now, you're probably asking me, what is a pre-code report? Great question. Pre-code stands for preventing cognitive decline. And the pre-code report shows you what unique areas you can start working on right away. All of this has been made available by my genius mentor and medical doctor, Dr. Dale Bredesen, who has been researching this for 30 plus years and wrote the best book ever called The End of Alzheimer's. Having Alzheimer's is now an option. There is hope. For more information on how to get your pre-code underway, look for the link in the show notes. Now, back to the podcast. How many people are not getting good oxygen levels into their brain? We need to be having, what is it, 94, 96%? 96%. 96% of oxygenation in our brain. and it's. Everybody needs to have a sleep study to make sure that they're getting good oxygen levels. You don't have to be snoring, you know, to have a sleep study. You can go and ask for a sleep study to make sure that you're getting good, long-term, consistent nighttime oxygenation. The next contributor is your gut health. Oh, my gosh. Gut health. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Get your Uh. gut under control. Now, this is something that's not taught in medicine, but we have learned the hard way that getting your gut health is is so important. And it's a simple test. It's a poop test. You just poop, chop it up, mix it up, send it up. (laughs) And you get this great report back and it tells you what all what's going on in your gut and there's protocols that you can implement to get your gut health under control. And the reason that's so important is because your brain is your first brain, but your second brain is your gut. And that test is what's called the complete microbiome test here down under. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's the same in America. However, what you are doing is you're checking the microbiome. You're checking the diversity of what's going on in your gut health because we do we should have good bacteria and bacteria but they work harmoniously together in our gut and what happens over time for most people mm. they get out of balance and we need to check that to make sure that that microbiome is a healthy microbiome there and not actually polluting our system and ending up polluting our brain so polluting the lake. Polluting the lake, so which we, is the downstream. Right. We don't want the downstream issue. Yeah, so we got to make sure that tributary, that stream, yeah. which is the gut health, and it's actually more of a river because that's an important one. Or maybe a lake in and of itself. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to make sure that that one is clean yeah. and not toxic. That's a very important one. Oh, the there's, things we have learned, huh? Yeah, there's so many things in the gut health. I mean, there's virus pathogens and pa- uh, parasites. parasites, there's bacteria, yes. there's candida, there's, uh, like you said, good bacteria, bad bacteria. Uh, we want, it shows you what your the short chain fatty acids are. Short chain fatty acids is the food that your good bacteria eat. Well, you got to know if you've got good levels. Yeah. 
So you're telling me test. Don't, don't guess. guess. Yeah. Ah, okay. yeah and chop it up, poop, chop it up, mix it up and yeah. send it off. Because otherwise, really, we are just guessing. Oh, I think it's okay. Yeah. How many times have we heard that? One? So, oh, yeah, I think I, I think it's okay. Well, all right. Gee. Everybody thought that. Hey, look, I'll be totally transparent. I thought my gut health was in tip top form. You know, I ate well. And da, 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 da. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to check it out. I, I did my stool test, sent it off. Guess what? I'm gluten free. I'm dairy free. I'm eating good. I've got leaky gut. Yeah. Now there's a lot of issues that there's a lot of ways you can get leaky gut. Yeah. And I have definitely fulfilled a lot of those ways <laughs> and I'm getting them under control. But I also realized from the test is that my good bacteria were flat low. They had fought the good fight and they did a good job keeping out all the bad bacteria and keeping out all the parasites and like H. pylori and all the bad pathogens, you know, that can cause severe disease in your gut. But they were flat on their backs. And so that helped me realize I've got to wake up and get my good army back up to full yeah. force. Yeah, help them out. Yeah. And get my leaky gut under control. Yeah. 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 And then the last contributor that I want to talk about today is exercise. Mm, yes. Exercise is so important. So what you're saying is exercise isn't just for the neck down and the benefits we get from the neck down. Right. Exercise can actually benefit brain health. Yes. Yes. And I don't know if you know this, but the stronger your thighs are, the stronger your brain is. I happen to do happen to know that, but I because I that tell concept. you all the time, let's do our squats, babe. <laughs> yeah, but I love that concept. Is and the research shows that strong thighs, strong thighs, well, it's the strong quad muscles. Yes, equals strong brain health. Yes, because they're the largest muscle group in the body, and there's a direct correlation between that quad strength and good brain health. Right, which um. You know, how wild is that? But how just, wild is that? But it just goes to show that our human body isn't just one section or another section. It all works together symbiotically to perform well. Yeah. And so we got to look at all the different areas yeah. and not just think like, okay, well, because I'm doing some squats, it's good for my legs. Well, it's actually good for your brain Excuse me, your brain. I know health. we get so excited for your I brain. Know. We forget to breathe, right? Breathe. I gotta breathe. I gotta breathe. It's good for your brain health too. Yes. So, what you're saying here, because you know you're talking about all these different factors, but for our listeners, the overall thing I'm getting here, and as I talked about that imaginary lake and all the different tributaries, the upstreams, the root causes, cleaning those up is, and what you originally said with 99 percent of the Alzheimer's being a lifestyle, then we can't just expect one thing to take care of it. There's no, no. just not a silver bullet. No, there is. You know, and I don't know what that term actually originally means. Yeah, why crazy American know, crazy, saying. Crazy saying. Crazy cowboy yeah. saying. Huh? <laughs> yeah. But it's not what you were saying there is it's not just this one thing. You can't just clean up one stream and expect everything to be good we need to be looking at multiple factors clean up multiple factors to make sure that we have a clean 
functioning brain. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, it is what I'm saying. And it's not what I'm saying. It's what Dr. Predison has shown. We are just uh, regurgitating the research. We're standing on the shoulder of this giant. Of 30, 35 years worth of research and all the papers that are now being published and all the everything that's out there, yeah, all about this yeah. understanding that yes, we've got to look at multiple factors, not just one monotherapy. No. So, in prevention, is there any kind of a, is there a, a report or something we can do to look at prevention to say, okay, I'm 47 and there is some Alzheimer's or dementia in my family? Um. I I feel okay, but I'm a little bit of concerned. What should I? What can I do? What should I be looking at? Well, there's this protocol. There's this protocol called the pre code, pre standing preventing code cognitive decline. Pre code. Pre code report. Yeah. And the pre code report helps us identify where are you on the pathway to Alzheimer's. Mm. Where are you with your brain health? And once you get the pre-code report done, which is just a couple of blood tests and answering questions, um, then we can, you and I can help uh, explain what needs to happen in that person's life to prevent cognitive decline with the pre-code report that Dr. Bredesen has created. Excellent. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And saying that, it reminds me of a recent podcast you and I did called Prevention, Fear, or Hope. Oh, yeah. You know, this is about prevention. The pre-code is about finding out now where you're at and what you can do. And what I have found is people have two feelings on that. Like, you know, they've got the opportunity now. Anybody, you know, 40 over should have a look at this. You know, it's it's just like having any other kind of testing as you as you're aging and say, okay, let me have a look. But the pre-code report, you've got the opportunity to look at this and say, okay, I'm hopeful. If I do this, I find out where I'm at, I'm doing great, fantastic, or maybe I'm not, then I've got hope to say I can prevent this and I can never end up this way. Right. And what I want to get across to listeners is, please, please don't have fear of prevention because you're fearful of what you might find out because the downstream effect is actually ending up with any of these chronic diseases we're talking about, and specifically right now, Alzheimer's. You want to find out now. So don't be fearful about prevention because the downstream is much, much worse than actually finding out right now. And have hope. Have hope to say, oh, if I do find out and things aren't that looking that good, I can do something about it because we know you can. That's what Dr. Bredesen has taught us. That's what the research has shown. And we now understand that. Well, where to from here, my lovely Dr. Isabel? <laughs> where to from here? Uh, number one is realize that time is your enemy. The longer you wait to get checked for this, the worse it gets. Time is your enemy. And the second thing is have hope that having Alzheimer's is preventable. But the key is you got to make the first step. 
you've got to say, I'm going to prevent Alzheimer's. And you know what? I just want to let you know, you don't have to have had dementia in your family. If you're over 40, you need a, a pre-code. Just, it's just part of, it's just part of your, your health check because you want to learn early. Now we here at Doctor on a Mission, Michael and I do the pre-code for people anywhere in the world for as little as 1900 US dollars. And in a few weeks, you can have your own pre-code report prepared and discussed with Michael and with me separately on different visits to help you have a personalized program to prevent cognitive decline. Because you know what? Having Alzheimer's is an option now, which just as a medical doctor makes me so happy. Yes, yes, it is exciting. So that's all I have Uh, for everybody today. Well, (laughs) and so I do want to say, anybody out there listening, you want to find out more about the pre-code report, We'll put a link in the show notes. You can check it out, find out more about you. It is personalized precision medicine and learn more. Check in the show notes. And I do want to say, wrapping it up, it has been fantastic being here with you today, my beautiful girl. Thank you. (laughs) Good to see you as always. (laughs) Hello, Chef Michael here. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you subscribe to the podcast and left us a review.